0: It's Monday, March 6th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The American manufacturing sector is starting to show signs of weakness after two years of strong growth as higher interest rates and a slowdown in exports threaten production. New orders for manufactured goods contracted for the sixth straight month through February, according to surveys by the Institute for Supply Management. Manufacturing output is down 1.7% from its post-pandemic peak in May 2022, according to a three-month moving average of Federal Reserve data. The Commerce Department's measure of civilian capital equipment orders, excluding aircraft, the building blocks of business, was down 3.4% in January from its recent high in November 2021. Weaker manufacturing data suggests that consumers and businesses are starting to retrench in the face of economic uncertainty. Although manufacturing accounts for a relatively small share of gross domestic product, about 11%, it has historically been an early indicator of recession. In other news, U.S. officials are growing concerned that giant Chinese-made cranes operating at American ports across the country, including at several used by the military, could give Beijing a possible spying tool hiding in plain sight. Some national security and Pentagon officials have compared ship-to-shore cranes made by the China-based manufacturer ZPMC to a Trojan horse. While comparably well-made and inexpensive, they contain sophisticated sensors that can register and track the provenance and destination of containers, prompting concerns that China could capture information about material being shipped in or out of the country to support U.S. military operations around the world. A representative of the Chinese embassy in Washington called the U.S. concerns about the cranes a paranoia-driven attempt to obstruct trade and economic cooperation with China. Around the world, with flashlights ready and devices charged, Ukrainians have acclimated to rolling power outages as Russia targets Ukraine's energy grid with missiles and drones. The damage caused by the attacks has made working and communicating online increasingly difficult. With Russia continuing its strikes, Many Ukrainians are suffering instability in their power and internet service, which is vital in keeping communication lines open with loved ones and receiving the latest news about the conflict. Rolling blackouts have become a regular feature of life. Ukrainians have adapted, importing generators and making grid repairs during blackouts. Ukraine began relying heavily on mobile internet as underground fiber cables were destroyed during bombing and trench digging. In some parts of Ukraine, intra country internet traffic is rerouted all over the world, presenting possible cybersecurity threats. Back in the U.S., operators of hotels, bars, and restaurants are now among the country's fastest growing employers, offsetting a slowdown in tech related hiring. The leisure and hospitality industry is rebuilding its workforce after cutting back during the pandemic's early days. In contrast, companies focused on providing business and tech-related services have slowed their growth in recent months. Because the hospitality industry includes a large number of private sector jobs than the tech and information sectors, the shift in hiring patterns has helped keep the U.S. unemployment rate at a 53-year low and the overall job market tight. Since November, about half of job cuts announced among U.S.-based employers have come from tech companies, according to outplacement firm Challenger, Gray & Christmas. However, hiring remains strong among some of the country's biggest companies. Chipotle Mexican Grill said in January that the restaurant chain plans to hire 15,000 workers in the U.S. ahead of an expected increase in demand. And, for the first time, United Nations members have agreed on a unified treaty to protect biodiversity in the high seas, representing a turning point for vast stretches of the planet, where conservation has previously been hampered by a confusing patchwork of laws. An updated framework to protect marine life in the region's outside national boundary waters, known as the high seas, had been in discussions for more than 20 years, but previous efforts to reach an agreement had repeatedly stalled. The Unified Agreement Treaty, which applies to nearly half the planet's surface, was reached late Saturday. Nicola Clark, an oceans expert at the PAW Charitable Trusts who observed the talks in New York, called the long-awaited treaty text a -a once-in-a-generation opportunity to protect the oceans. Now you know, and you're ready to go with The Morning News. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.